Hi everyone, my name is Oren Kessler, Wikistrat CEO, and this is podcast recording with Alan Bai, who is the founder of Invelo, which is a company that mobilizes a capability ecosystem to deliver business transformation. Alan is also a professor and director of digital value chains at Cortin University. He has more than 20 years of experience in the mining industry, and most recently, he was the vice president of technology at BHP. And we are very, very happy and excited to have him in this podcast. Alan, thank you for joining us. Good morning, Oren. I'm very much looking forward to our discussion. Perfect. So, Alan, the first question I have for you is a question that is related to a simulation we recently ran in which we looked into the future of the mining industry. And one of those alternative futures that we have kind of saw crystallizing from all the scenarios and the stories looked into how regulation and public opinion will force the industry to change. And the question is, how will changing environmental regulation and the pressure from the public impact the mining industry in the upcoming 10 years, in your opinion? Orin, I think this is a, a mega trend that you've picked up in your analysis. So it's a, it's a good topic to talk about. And, and the first impact that I think we are already seeing is a greater uh, transparency or a drive for greater transparency around mining supply chains and particularly the provenance of the raw materials and how they end up in consumer products. So I think we're gonna see more and more drive for that transparency. I think the second thing we, we'll see is, is increased operating costs. If we if we look at this, the regulations that are in place for environmental reasons, it is requiring an, a higher standard across the the mining industry. And some some companies are doing this exceptionally well, but as a whole, the industry's probably got some more work to do. And that's going to require investment in infrastructure and capability to achieve that that standard. What will also drive increased cost is we're likely to see a carbon price at some point come into the global markets and this will this will add a cost to to the operating business and so mining companies will need to improve their productivity to be able to carry this additional cost that is going to come from social political investment pressure around environmental performance one of the the questions i have because it, it it also was apparent during the simulations that we ran that there is kind of a gap between the request from the public for more information on where and how their commodities are being basically extracted, delivered, who is being involved in it, to the end product. There's so many stations along the way of the supply chain, all the way from the producer or the extractor, so to speak, to the producer of the final good, which is delivering it to the consumer. How are they going to do that? How are they going to provide that information to a public that is requesting it on the one hand, but on the other hand, there's so many stations along the way, which makes it very difficult to do. Yeah. Oren, one of the hard things to talk about is the mining industry in general. It, it's a very diversified industry. It's geographically diverse. The resource endowments are quite different. And, and so, for some of the supply chains, like copper, for example, uh, or diamonds, being able to track the provenance of copper or diamonds is relatively easy. You, you can look at the inherent mineral properties, 
isotopic properties of these minerals and you can actually track them through the stages of the supply chain and have reasonable confidence of the, the source of that material. There, there are other commodities like uranium or rare earths, which go through much more ex extensive supply chains. There is blending of, of the materials along the way and it, it's, it's more difficult to unequivocally prove the proven, provenance of those materials. In, in saying that, there are a number of platforms that are being developed, uh, developed using blockchain technology that are be already being used to track and verify the provenance of, of materials. So I, I think we will see uh, it coming through in many of the supply chains, but some will be extraordinarily difficult to prove. From a point of view of reduction of costs versus, which, which is what the industry is always aiming for, versus the need to improve processes in order to fit to, to meet those regulate, regulatory concerns and regulatory demands that the government and the public will have. What kind of a change will the industry go through from a technological point of view in your mind, in your opinion? I think there's to to simplify it, there's two ways to look at it. That there is a, a huge range of digital technologies, digital and automation technologies that are available to the mining industry. And the mining industry is adopting these technologies. I would say for the most part, those sit in the efficiency category. So, you know, we, we can use our data, we can make more efficient decisions, we can we can use remote operations, we can put automation on our haul trucks. And we're seeing the improvements of those in kind of the 10% range from a, from a productivity uh, and cost perspective. And then the other category is more fundamentally physical processes that are changing how we extract or process minerals. And the breakthroughs that are potential in, in that area are potentially more significant. They could have a step change in how we process and extract minerals. And again, there's, there is work and adoption going on around the world in those processing technologies, which, which I think are fundamentally important to, to driving the productivity of, of the industry. One of the alternative futures that we have seen also crystallizing in this simulation was the idea of the industry being disrupted by external actors. One example that, that came up surfing quite, quite a lot was, for example, Tesla coming into the mining industry and disrupting it or companies from an oil and gas perspective but also technological giants one of the scenarios i've looked into google looking into going into mining my question here is how likely do you think this kind of a scenario is possible i mean how much do we see those kind of companies posing a threat to the traditional mining firms that are operating in the mining industry today yeah Oren, I really like this this question, and it's it's um, topical. But first, let's let's define what disruption is, you know, so that everyone understands what we're, we're talking about. And and it's the radical change to an existing industry or market due to technological technological innovation. So so the emphasis there it's it's a radical change to an existing industry where technology is is driving that change. And so when you frame it in that in that way. You know, the, the, the mining industry has a number of barriers to, to entry. And, and so while we'll see some dust disruption to different parts of the industry, it's, it's difficult to predict 
that there's going to be wholesale disruption of the entire mining industry. And, and part of the reasons are that geographically, the, you know, the resources industry has um, different endowments in, in the ground in terms of quality of resources. There is varied ownership of the tenements to access those uh, resources and, and also mining licenses. Uh, and these licenses are awarded for, for long periods of time. The, the legislative uh, environment is quite onerous in terms of if you want to actually operate the, these mines. And it's a very capital intensive industry. And, and so when you think about the, those aspects to the industry and, and you compare it to the media industry, where there's been massive disruption through digital technology in the last 10 or 15 years, that the barriers to entry are quite different. And, and so while we can definitely expect disruption, I, I think it's, I wouldn't forecast that it's going to disrupt the whole industry and all, all, parts, all parts of the industry. I will say though that I think we can expect more change in the next 10 years than we've seen in the last 50 years because of all of these mega trends that are coalescing around the mining supply chain at the moment. Do, do you think it's plausible for a company that is a very strong on the technology side? Let's, let's take, for example, Tesla, or, or it could be a company like uh, Google, for example, and they will look into going into the mining industry from a point of view of doing it through mergers and acquisitions. acquisitions. So an approach in which they will purchase tier two or tier three companies that are struggling financially and use that kind of that kind of joint operation in order to move those companies from a tier two to tier, to tier three to a tier one company by using the technology that they bring to the operation. Do you think that's a plausible scenario to see in terms of a disruption or is that something that's less likely? It's definitely plausible. Or, or in, but I, I think that is an extreme case. So if, if you look at the OEMs and companies like Tesla who, who are manufacturers of, of batteries and vehicles and, and EVs and so on, what we're seeing them doing is reach back down the supply chain to set up off-tape agreements with mining companies directly. And so what they're doing is they leveraging their commercial muscle to establish uh, the terms under which they will buy those raw materials and, and they're doing it both from a environmental sustainability perspective but also for security of supply so I, I think that's a that's a more obvious mechanism where we're seeing a change in the behavior and we're seeing different companies actually starting to i guess work directly with with mining operators and step through the the sales marketing supply logistics and get all the way back to the to the source that that's one potential you know oil and gas companies are have to be looking at different futures and how they leverage their resort, their technology base and so it's possible that they they could see the resources industry or the mining industry as a, as a way to generate uh, new businesses for themselves we can also see the oil and gas service providers which are extremely advanced in their in their technology solutions looking to to diversify across into the to the mining industry. That, that's not new news. I think that's been spoken about for a long time, but we haven't really seen the penetration happening there. Now, you, you have said that we're expecting to see in the next 10 years more changes to the mining industry than we have seen in the last 50 years. 
And that's a very, very interesting comment because I want to take that into ask you, what are the technologies that you think will have the most impact on the mining industry in the upcoming decade in terms of impacting how they operate, but also impacting the way that they're basically sell and basically move their products around? Yeah. Oren, I think this is another topical question and there's many opinions uh, out there. So I'll share my thoughts on it. So ACE, which is short for automation, connectivity and electric, is, is I think, a, a good way to frame the, some of the major technologies that are going to be adopted by the industry. So, so I'll start at the back end of that. So electric, I think we're going to see a big shift in the type of energy that's used by the mining industry and shifting from diesel to, to electric-based power sources, both from an equipment perspective and then also the supply of renewable energies into mining operations. So I, I think that's, and we're seeing it already with major mining companies renewing their uh, contracts and putting them on a renewable uh, source. So electric, I think, is a big is a big factor. I think automation, we're seeing that come come into the industry. It tends people tend to think about automation, and it's very visual as these large haul trucks that are that are operating without people inside them, and, and that's the automation. But but it's fair to say that's only one piece of the the supply chain that that can be automated, and where there's more automation happening is around the processing plants, you know, there is, and, and the logistics supply chains, there's a lot of automation there that's happening, not just of equipment, but processes that support, support the business. And so automation, I think, is going to um, be a big factor. And we will hopefully see in the next 10 years a fully automated open pit mine where we've got mixed fleets of of haul trucks and drills and shovels all interacting under a single automation platform. So we have a fully automated mine because that's going to unlock significant value. Trucks alone unlock a small amount of value, but when you can automate the entire uh, movement of material, then there's enormous value to be unlocked. Communication or connectivity, you know, there's 5G technology, there's satellite communications like, like the Starlink technology that's that's coming that's going to enable all of the connected worker connected sensor industry 4.0 enable the cost frontier for smaller operations to start leveraging industry 4.0 technologies because the cost of connectivity and availability of connectivity is is so much better uh, one kind of follow-up questions to that is the question is from the perspective of the mining industry investment into technology. So, so we spoke about a potential scenario in which technological firms are going to disrupt the industry from outside by acquiring tier two or tier three uh, firms. But what's the possibility of mining companies starting to invest into technology by acquiring technological firms in order to help them in their day-to-day -day operations and in order to become a technological hub to, hubs themselves? Look. Or and it's possible. It's, it's fair to say we haven't seen much of that. There, there are definitely cases where mining companies have invested directly into tech, technology companies, and mostly that's been to enable them to grow and scale and to improve their service offering and to make them a viable entity rather than a competitive advantage capability that they house within within the mining company. I I almost feel we're going to see the other trend other trend where Mining companies are going to move more to as a service models 
where instead of investing the capital on the, on the communications infrastructure, they will contract a company to come in and install and maintain and support the, the entire communications infrastructure for their, their mining business. And they will then make sure that it's world-class and it's maintained to the right standard and availability. And that could extend to things like automation as a service, where you'll, you'll have companies come in and they will automate parts of the fleet or the business and they will do that on a contractual basis. So I, I think rather than mining companies becoming technology companies, we, we're gonna see mining companies go more and more towards service models and leverage their procurement and their economies of scale to utilize those businesses. Fascinating. And, and from the perspective of mining companies looking into technologies on fields such as, like you said, communication or automation and those kind of technologies, do you think mining companies are going to look for partnerships uh, with universities or with organizations uh, that are working into that as a way to maybe look into those developing technologies and to understand what's, what can be used? Do you think that's something we're going to see more of? Uh, or in the, the, the notion of collaborations that, that solve technological problems and, and de-risk them and bring them to commercial maturity, these have been around for a long time around the, the, the mining industry with, with variable success rates. I think what we'll see is that mining companies will get better at, at being participants of these collaborations and perhaps being more open around who's involved in those collaborations and also perhaps more commercially focused collaborations. The collaborations that have been done so far are often in early stage technology problems or research sort of pre pre-commercial stage, whereas I think we're probably going to see a shift to the commercial side of collaborations. And when you're bringing together a range of technologies, integrating them, de-risking them, having a number of partners or a consortium that could potentially provide a whole service once, you, once that's been de-risked and, and, and worked out. So yes, I think we're going to, we're going to see more of that. The constraints of doing it is, is capability. It requires very skilled people to manage collaborations effectively. And, and you need those people inside mining organisations to be able to orchestrate and coordinate these collaborations and make sure they are a win-win for all, for all participants. So that's where, that's where the um, challenge lies in how do, how do we get more of those skills and skilled people working inside the mining industry. You're touching a, a fascinating point because we were just discussing with our among ourselves at Wikistrat about the running the next simulation, which is about the future of work within the mining industry. And one of the issues that has been obviously dominating is the demographic change. We're going to see an, an aging population, which is hard to replace because there's less people who are essentially going into the mining industry. That's another phenomenon that we have seen surfacing in the simulation. And on the other hand, that aging population within the mining industry would be expected to go through a training or to be acquiring skill sets in a certain specific skill set in order to adapt to the new technologies that are going to be impacting the industry. How do you think that's going to happen? Is that going to be something that's going to be smooth that the mining industry is currently doing? Or is that going to be something that's going to be extremely difficult, which is going to be a massive challenge for the mining industry? Uh, or uh, this is one of the areas that I'm most excited about. You know, I, I think we're going to see teams brought together 
to solve problems that will involve young computer science scientists who are you know just graduated and 60 year old you know people who are nearing retirement but have a wealth of knowledge and experience and you're able to put them together in a room in a team and solve problems that that are required so i think it doesn't have to be a challenge it doesn't have to be a difficult transition i think the ability to bring teams together and focus them diverse teams together and focus them on these problems will unlock enormous value for for, for the mining industry and and again it's a it's a platform and a capability question we need those collaboration platforms and we need the people who are able to coordinate these diverse teams in an, in an effective way that's what will unlock the opportunity. The question I want to ask you now is less about the technological impact and the impact that technologies will have on the mining industry and more about the environmental regulation that we're going to see shaping the, the way the industry is working. And the question here is about how do you think the mining industry is likely to adopt new environmental regulation? And how will it impact it? Meaning, are we likely to see an industry that is fighting against the change, trying to slow it down, or adopting it, trying to observe it within their operations, and hence basically making it something that they can basically flourish and leverage from it? Which kind of an approach do you think the mining industry will choose to take? Yeah. So, or we need to frame a few things here. Like first, firstly, how diverse the mining industry is, and secondly, what's driving these environmental regulations? What's what, what's driving the change? Who, who's actually instigating them? Because it's not the mining industry themselves. And so, let, let's you know, let's start by saying that the tier one players within the mining industry are very likely to be at the front end of adopting best practice leading the, the the environmental and responsible management of resources because they're very visible and they they tend to have contracts with the premium consumers uh, and customers for their for their products now there there are, there are three aspects to this you know there, there is a commercial driver for these environmental uh, regulations and and these are these are groups like the e, eu is is very much setting high standards around what they will commercially procure what they will allow to be shipped into into the eu so that that's one aspect of the regulations the second one is is compliance and these are government environmental agencies that are continually raising the standard of approvals and operating requirements and and it's fair to say that in first world jurisdictions these environmental standards are, are very high and they're, they're onerous and uh, the companies work very hard to make sure that they they achieve them it's also fair to say that it, there's more of a compliance issue than a regulation issue so tailings dams is a good example the the, the problem there was not regulations the problem was around compliance and quality assurance in terms of achieving those regulations now now the third driver for for the adoption of of these regulations are investors so we, we definitely seeing investors being vocal around their expectations if they're going to provide capital they want to make sure that it's being invested into resources that are going to be sustainably 
operated that have environmental credentials and that take care about climate change impacts. And so these are the three drivers that are, that are pushing the mining industry to adopt the, reg, the, regula, the regulations around envir environmental and sustainability standards. Do, do you think there's a chance that we're going to see those kind of regulations separating even more the tier one companies from the tier two and tier three, meaning in their ability to comply to them? the strong will get stronger, so to speak, because of their ability to comply to regulation that will force other to kind of either quick, quit or join forces because it's it's going to be asking too much of them? I definitely think it's going to cause an even bigger spread of performance in, in the mining industry. And the reason for that is the consumers are quite different. A, a consumer in Europe and the US will have very clear requirements around their offtake agreements and the tier one miners will supply that. There are other consumers in other parts of the world that don't have those standards or expectations and, and they, quite, they, they effectively buy product on a price basis. And so there will be, for a long time, there'll be space for companies where supply chains don't have the same level of regulation or quality assurance around around those products. So there'll be a, a, a very uneven application of the impacts of this these environmental regulations for, for a long time in, in in my view. And so to your to your point that the tier ones will will have an even higher standard and there'll be a long tail in terms of performance and timing with the rest of the rest of the industry. And I think there's also a perception that that, that there'll be a price premium to be had for those companies that have the, the best performance in this area. I, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case because the market is, is big and diverse and a price generally dominates transactions. I think what you might see though is a, is a, is a greater spread in the prices. So for, for those companies that have a very low performance, they may only be able to get a low price for their product because the market is smaller. And, it, and for the bigger companies, it'll be an expectation that if they're gonna sell their product, they meet these requirements. Fascinating. And, and from, from that perspective, I want to actually ask you a final question to kind of conclude our, our uh, interview here. And that is, what are your prospects and what is your view as to where the industry is going to be heading in the next decade? How do you see the future of the mining industry? Yeah, Oren, I was, you know, my family was in the mining industry and, and I've also been privileged to work in the mining industry. And I've, I've never been more excited about the amount of change and opportunity that sits in front of the mining industry. And, and that's why I think the next 10 years are going to be extremely exciting because we've got these technologies that are available to an industry that has struggled with its productivity, that has struggled with its achievement of environmental standards, and now has the ability to, to rapidly adopt available technologies to, to bring on productivity, improving processes and technologies to really move the industry forward. And you know, just to put this into stark contrast, you know, over the last 30 years, the mining industry has gone backwards in its multi-factor productivity. It's actually less productive now than it was in the 1990s. And, and, and when you measure that against the manufacturing industry, 
which has rapidly adopted these technologies, they've progressively improved their efficiency of their businesses. The mining industry has not. And I think we're going to see that change. I think we're going to see a big shift in the productivity of the mining industry by building partnerships, adopting technology, growing capability. And it is a necessity because we, we have to fund the expectations of our communities and of the environmental regulations. And we're going to have to drive that through productivity. Don't believe we're going to get a price premium. We're going to be paid to improve our act. We're actually going to have to perform better to be able to, to fund those improvements. And I think that all means that over a short period of time, there's going to be a big shift in, in, and an industry is going to transform. That's a, that's a very optimistic kind of way to conclude our discussion. And I'm, I'm really happy that uh, we had a chance to conclude it in a, I would say, a happy note for how we, we see the mining industry heading forward. And thank you so much for joining to our podcast, Alan. Thank you so much for those uh, very interesting insights and perspectives uh, on the future of the mining industry. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Oren. It was my pleasure.